Today we're reading from Canto 6. Prescribed duties for mankind, wasn't it? <coughs> yes. Prescribed duties for mankind. Chapter number 5. Narayanamuni cursed by Prajapati Daksha. Text number. 38. Is that right? 39. 39. <coughs> okay. I don't know that it matters, but let's just see what I was told I was supposed to be doing. 38. We've got 39 there, have we? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, did we actually do 38 yesterday? Does anybody recall? Yep, we did. All right, all right. Let's move on. Nanu Bhagavata Nityam Very much anxious. Very much anxious. 
bestow benediction upon the fallen conditioned soul. Accept Twam yourself. Solidaknam, a breaker of friendship. Therefore, not countable among the Bhagavatas or devotees of the Lord. Vai, indeed. Vairam karam, you create enmity. Toward persons who are not enemies. All the devotees of the Lord, but you, and this is this is Duchess speaking to Navadamun. Who's, who's the epitome of compassion. <laughs> so there's a, there's a certain amount of irony in this. All the devotees of the Lord but you are very kind to the conditioned souls and are eager to benefit others. Although you wear the dress of a devotee, you create enmity with people who are not your enemies. Or you break friendship and create enmity between friends. Are you not ashamed of posing as a devotee while performing these abominable actions? Purport. Such are the criticisms that must be borne by the servants of Narada Muni in the Pacific succession. Through the Krishna consciousness movement, we are trying to train young people to become devotees and return home back to Godhead by following rigid regulated principles. But our service is appreciated neither in India nor abroad in the Western countries where we are endeavouring to spread this Krishna consciousness movement. Ooh, and this is, you know, there's a lot in this sentence here. Uh, a lot that could be unpacked. In India, the caste Brahmanas have become enemies of the Krishna consciousness movement because we elevate foreigners who are supposed to be malechas and yavanas to the position of Brahmanas. We train them in austerities and penances and recognize them as Brahmanas by awarding them sacred threads. Thus the caste of Brahmanas of India are very displeased by our activities in the Western world. In the West also, the parents of the young people who join this movement have also become enemies. We have no business creating enemies, but the process is such that non-devotees will always be inimical toward us. Nevertheless, as stated in the Shastras, a devotee should be both tolerant and merciful. 
Vad säger du? Du tycker bara att du inte kan. Kapitaldags instruktion. Devotees engaged in preaching should be prepared to be accused by ignorant persons. And yet, they must be very merciful to the fallen conditioned souls. If one can execute his duty in the disciplic succession of Narada Muni, his service will surely be recognised. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 18, text 68 and 69. Yaki dam paramam mai param kritva maam ivasyatyasam sayaha natatasman manusyeshu kaskin mei priyakritamaha babita natamei tasman anya priyataro bhuvi. For one who explains the supreme secret to the devotees, devotional service is guaranteed and at the end he will come back to me. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. Let us continue preaching the message of Lord Krishna and not be afraid of enemies. Our only duty is to satisfy the Lord by this preaching. Only duty. Which will be accepted as service by Lord Chaitanya and Lord Krishna. We must sincerely serve the Lord and not be deterred by so-called enemies. In this verse, the word Sauridadnam a breaker of friendship is used because Narayani and the members of his disciplic succession disrupt friendships and family life. Oh, sorry, okay. In this verse, the word Soridadnam, a breaker of friendship, is used, full stop. Because Narayani and the members of his disciplic succession disrupt friendships and family life, they are sometimes accused of being Soridadnam. Creators of enmity between relatives. Actually, such devotees are friends of every living entity, but they are misunderstood to be enemies. Preaching can be a difficult, thankless task, but a preacher must follow the orders of the Supreme Lord and be unafraid of materialistic persons. Om So, there's a few points here. Prabhupada makes a point that 
preaching, for encouraging Hare Krishna. It's weird. Yeah. Um, encouraging people to reawaken their spiritual identity, their original position. And a position in which they'll be happy and satisfied. Uh, naturally creates enmity. Um, and, and you know we see here uh, Narada Muni has identified that the Hariyasvas and I think it's uh, yes and the Sarvalakshas are all qualified to take the renounced order and that instruction is not necessarily relevant for everybody. But certainly we see here where Daksha was attached to the results of his activities. Which is, it's natural. It's natural. I see, I've observed this recently. We're negotiating with our lawyer on some immigration topics. And uh, it's taking time. And I've through this so many times, I've kind of got a little bit. Oh, there's another obstacle, or oh, there's something else that we've got to do. There's this, or there's that, or the other thing. And so it's like, okay, what's next? But, but Kundalata, who's doing the work, she's getting frustrated. Oh, why do we have to go through this again? We've done this a hundred times. And so she's getting a little annoyed because she's, she, you know, she's doing it. I'm not observing, so I can be like, oh, this is okay. But she's doing it, so naturally she's, she's attached. And that's fair enough. That's, that's, even for devotees, we're attached to our service. Nothing wrong with that. And we're also attached, well, we should be attached to making sure that our service is done at the highest level of, of bhakti, right? which is attention to detail. Especially in, in, in deity worship. Uh, especially in deity worship, we, we should be attached to seeing that our service is done nicely. <coughs> uh, but in this particular case, Daksha is attached to his sons performing duties that are actually not appropriate for him, uh, for them, sorry. In that these are highly qualified young men and they're trained in, in the process of processes of renunciation and detachment. They've gone to what is it? Narayana Sagara, isn't it? And they've performed austerities for thousands of years. And so whilst that was done with the aim of then following in the footsteps of their father and for service, the Dutch's service. Um, what that all and that made them qualified for that service. In, in one sense it did make them qualified, but it also made them qualified to take up 
devotional practice and to basically you know, cut off their ties with material, any material affection. And that's the difference between Daksha and, the, and his sons. Daksha is a, is a Sakam Bhaktat. Or Prabhupada says in, the, in that previous verse, or the previous purport, he's a Kami. But he's still a devotee. Otherwise, how does he get to see Lord Krishna? But he's a materially, he's, he's, uh, what does Rupa Goswami say? He's, uh, he's haunted uh, by the ghosts and uh, bewitched, is it? Got a spell cast on him by the witch of the witch and the ghost of Bukti and Mukti. Right? But a pure devotee is free from those kind of desires. Well, we see it with Daksha, and we see it with devotees who are not the Kanista or the, a, a, a not very advanced devotee has material affection or material attachment. Even the examples that Rupa Goswami gives in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of the four types of devotees that, that, are, that surrender to Krishna. Uh, at least three of them are considered to have material motivations, somewhat material motivations. Right? Who's the first one? The, uh, the, seeker of the, the seeker of relief from distress. Who's the example? Gajendra. Gajendra. Yes. yes. Why was he in distress? He had a crocodile chomping on his foot. Oh, Krishna. But pious, right? He was in distress, but who did he seek refuge of? Lord Ryan. Yeah. Uh, the seeker of wealth. Who's the example for the seeker of Dhruva Maharaj, he wanted a, 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 a planet greater than his grandfather, basically, right? Wasn't it? Or father? Grandfather. Lord Brahma. Yeah, which, and what, what planet is greater than Lord Brahma's planet? What is it? The pole star. He got the pole star, but what's greater if Brahma's the is the planet or local as a whole of the universe, what's greater than that? Like Gunta. Yeah, the spiritual world. <coughs> so, but Dhruva is still counted amongst one material motivator because he wanted some. He wanted to be more powerful than Lord Brahma. And then, uh, who's the other? The, the uh, um, inquisitive. Who's the inquisitive? Who's, who's the inquisitive? The example of the inquisitive. The sages of Namashramanya. Yes. And then who's the example of the jnani? Those who know that Krishna is the supreme. Sukadev Goswami. Oh, no. No. What yeah, he, he's, read, he's, read, he's read the nectar of devotion. <laughs> I'm teaching the nectar of devotion at the moment, so that's what. Chantus Kumar, yeah, the four Kumaras. Uh, they already were situated on the Brahman 
platform, practically speaking, right? So, there are devotees who have their sakkas, they have desires, they have material desires. But of course, Bhagavatam says, you, you, what is it? Akama, sabakama, mokkukama, darandi, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter actually. You, we may have material desires, most of us do have material desires. But if we focus bhakti tibrina, if we focus on bhakti yoga, we become purified. Right. So, uh, Dakshu is an attached devotee, but his sons, due to the performance of their austerities, were ripe for bhakti and to be detached from material motivations. They were purified. And Narada only knew that. He, he's a compassionate devotee. And of course, this is. You know, this this is this is an art actually being able to work out who's who and at what point we should encourage someone towards renunciation and at what point should we encourage somebody towards their natural propensity as a household effectively right so we identify who's a single person and who can be encouraged in that direction and who's generally speaking a householder and can be encouraged. And most people fall into which category? Which one do you think? In our experience. Householders. Yes, householders. And we glorify the householders. The sacrifice of a householder is equal to, if not more important than that of the sannyasi. Right? Is that right? Guess we should encourage them in that way. <laughs> 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 no, because it's not easy. I mean, you think about it. Working hard, and the service, the service of the householder is looking after their business, looking after their family, you know, educating their children, feeding their children. Right? Important. So. Narada Muni is able to recognize, and you know, Narada Muni is, is uh, his main concern, as is any devotee's uh, concern, is for the welfare of others. He's always thinking about the benefit of others. And, and uh, he's encouraging the Hariyashras and the Sarvalashras because he, he can recognize their their qualification, but of course that really upsets poor, poor their father, Daksha. You know, I remember when I, I've probably this many times, but when I rang up my mum and I told her that I was living in a temple, and she said, oh no, Mandy, you sound like a parrot already. <laughs> I said, mum, I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> but she was worried. He was worried. What's happened? My son's been brainwashed by the Hare Krishnas. Huh? What's going to happen? So this, and it's ignorance. My mum said later, ten years later, she said, I was embarrassed that my son became a Hare Krishna. But then I was embarrassed because I didn't know why I was embarrassed. Right? So it's basically ignorance. She was ignorant. 
And then it goes from she, when Mom and Dad found out about what I was actually doing, they came to the temple and they saw everything. And then they started to, hmm, okay, this is serious. This is, it's, it's not as, it's not as crazy as perhaps they thought it might be, or people thought it was. But there's that, because of that ignorance then, and, and we can see that ignorance in Dutcha, and we see that uh, ignorance here, you know, there, there were, in, in the 70s, there were uh, parents paying deprogrammers to kidnap their children and take them away from the temple. Is that right? Ask the old timers about the stories. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was when I when I joined the temple, uh, um, a couple of weeks after I joined, there had been this there had been this conflict between the deprogrammers and and the devotees, and uh, I went to we, the Brahmacharya Ashram was up here, and Korma's room was over here somewhere, and we used to sleep down this end. The second time party. No, I wasn't part of the second time party then, but anyway, somewhere, I was in the ashram somewhere, and um, I came back from the bathroom at quarter to four, and then I was suddenly just loud. And uh, came upstairs, and they fired a shotgun through the window of Corner's room, and also fired a shotgun through Prabhupada's, the window of Prabhupada's room. And I at that point, I was thinking, gee, I thought the Hare Krishnas were peace and love. <laughs> what have I got myself into? But that's the, you know, that's the kind of... If enmity can be created, as Prabhupada says, and we have to be tolerant and merciful at the same time, right? Prabhupada mentions that here. Although, it's interesting, prior to that, Prabhupada says, uh, we are creating enmity in the West, but also in India. Right? Interesting. And Prabhupada, Prabhupada was being, not only was Prabhupada being criticised for making Brahmanas, he was being criticised by his godbrothers, uh, some of the initiatives that he, he embraced or recognised were necessary to expand Christian consciousness. Uh, uh, <clears throat> setting 16 rounds as a standard was somewhat controversial. Uh, initiating Westerners who weren't born in Brahmin families as Brahmanas was controversial, even amongst his godbrothers. Allowing women to live in ashrams was uh, some of Prabhupada's godbrothers felt that he was corrupting Vaishnavism. And he was being criticised. Prabhupada was being criticised not only by the Brahmins but also by his godbrothers, which, which he, he felt that acutely. Prabhupada felt those criticisms acutely because he felt they were unfair. He was preaching, right? His. his, his Prabhupada was immensely proud of, of uh, uh, 
Mukunda, Ben Mukunda, Shantundra, Gurudas, Malati, Jamuna, and Tanaki. The prophets are immensely proud of those devotees. The, the, the relationship that Srila Prabhupada had with Jamuna, as, as an example, was exceptional. It was exceptional. Prabhupada, she looked up to Srila Prabhupada as if he was her father, practically speaking. And he looked upon her as if she was his daughter. And, um, you know, if you haven't, uh, I, I strongly recommend reading the biography of Jamuna because in there you get to see how Prabhupada's affection and appreciation and protection, love and affection and protection of his uh, female disciples is, is exceptional. And, um, you know, there's a story where Prabhupada was working, walking, he'd go for his morning walk on the, the Twitnurst estate. And um, a bit of gravel would get in his, in his gumboot, in his gumboot as well. And so he would stop, and Jamuna would kneel down and take his shoe off. And Prabhupada would then lean on her. Right? He would lean on Jamuna. And Gurudas was taking pictures. Right? And, uh, and uh, you know, very affectionate exchange because Jamuna said, you know, she made a comment along the lines of, you know, I think the gravel wants to be close to your line of sleep. Prabhupada said, I see it differently. <laughs> but then but he told, he told, he told, uh, he told Gurudas, don't publish these pictures. Don't publish these pictures. If my god brothers see them, they won't understand. Because huh? ordinarily, sannyasi just shouldn't have anything, you know, should. Roger Tanya is an example. His family disciples would pay obeisances from distance. So, um, you know, in preaching, automatically there will be misunderstanding. People will misunderstand the motivations of the devotee, the purposes, and even the practices sometimes. Right? And so that creates this, this friction. Where, whereby a, a devotee will be unnecessarily criticized. Right? And that's what's, you know, Duchess really is ironical because, and of course it's, this is, it illustrates the danger of, of material facility, of, of even being a devotee, because Duchess saw Lord Vishnu. Uh, he's not an ordinary person. By the performance of his rituals, it mentions in the Bhagavatam, austerities and rituals, he got to see Lord and Ryan, and he was given the blessings to perform this service. But still, he became a little proud. Um, and because of that pride, then he became uh, a little critical of Narayana, because he's attached too. He wanted to see his sons. Now, he, now this, is the, this is the influence of the false ego, Ahankara, that makes you feel like you're the doer. Right? 
which affects all of us. And, and as a consequence, because his, his service was being impacted, then, then he was highly critical of um, Nara Dabrini. But of course, you know, we, we uh, appreciate Nara Dabrini as, you know, the epitome of our summer diet, if you like. As a preacher, we know him as a preacher. Naradamuni Vajayavina, right, Kerlamana. Namine, that was mentioned in the verse that I gave class on two weeks or so ago. But also, interestingly, and I mentioned this the other day, but it's worth repeating again. Naradamuni is, it, I was listening to the uh, this comes later in this um, uh, canto. Um, Narayana in the Narayan Gabacha is prayed to to protect us from offences committed in worshiping the deity. Right? So, and and you know our process of devotional service is hearing and chanting and preaching, but it also is closely assimilated with deity worship. And of course, Nara Muni also is the Nara Pantra, which gives us guidelines on how to worship the deities as well. And, and of course, uh, critical for our success as devotees is there's the Bhagavad Vidhi, but there's also the Pantra Vidhi. The, the, so the, the preaching, hearing and chanting, chanting Hare Krishna is our japa, and chanting Hare Krishna our sankirtan, and our study of the of the Bible, of the Shastra, and also our teaching and distributing is that side, and that's most you know that's considered the most important, but still. There's deity worship as well. Even though Prabhupada says, book distribution is more important than establishing temples. Prabhupada makes this point. Still, if we look at Prabhupada's life, what did he spend? He spent a good part of his life translating and printing and encouraging the distribution of books. Yes, he did that. But what did he do with the rest of the time? What did he do? Temples, hmm? yeah, uh, for which we are greatly fortunate to have a, a nice temple. Although when Prabhupada Chanamadi tells the story of how when Prabhupada came into the temple room and paid his obeisances and then stood up and said, It's not big enough. And the place at the time went, Well, it's huge. Of course, now we know. Prabhupada's vision was much broader than you know, what he was doing in the, in the 70s even. He could see that he knew. So Prabhupada put a lot of emphasis into deity worship. And um, he wanted high standards. But it's interesting, 
Prabhupada don't mention it Kavanta the other day we were talking about this point. Probably said, well Prabhupada was also very pragmatic. And you know when he talked about a goat mouth is a good example. Because with, you'd have to say that most of the devotees that he initiated and gave Brahman initiation to weren't what do you think? How qualified were they as Brahmanas? They didn't even know what a Brahman thread was. <laughs> but but Prabhupada initiated them. And they were so sincere, so dedicated to serving Sri Prabhupada, Sri Prabhupada's instructions and the deity worship and also the stupid books and going home and on. They were dedicated to Prabhupada's instructions and so came to the came up to the, the, the platform, came up to that standard. But you know, uh, the the deity worship supports the preaching. It, it is preaching. So it's interesting, Narayanani is, you know, he's a preacher, he's, he's also prayed to, to protect from uh, offences committed in doing it, how did he worship, interestingly enough. There's a lot of other characters, a lot, a lot of other very elevated personalities who have prayed to do that, the, the Narayan Kavadza prayers. Um, but that's the only one I remember. It struck me as being interesting. Narayan is known as a preacher, yet we pray to him to protect us from offences committed in our deity saver. So, um, and I have, you know, I have experienced this one lady a couple of weeks ago wrote to me and was complaining about the behaviour of some of our ISKCON devotees and how they were blaspheming her and criticising her because she was a divorcee. Huh? And I think they were saying, you know, this is not what Hare Krishna's, this is not what we Hare Krishna's do. And she was complaining to me, why are these people being so hard on me? Why don't you do something about it? I had to tell her, look, I don't know what every Hare Krishna is in Melbourne's doing or saying. No, I can only be responsible for what they do. Huh? But, you know, she was, again, this notion that, oh, you Hare Krishna is creating enmity huh? in, in families. Uh, we, we get this criticism from time to time. But I was able to placate her, I said, look, you know, I'm sure this isn't our philosophy. We, we try to encourage everybody, even if they're divorcees or whatever. Whatever their situation is, we encourage everybody to join Hare Krishna. And um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you're having this conflict. But um, best, actually, you know what I told her, I said, is there some way we can make friends? Some way we can get together? She said, no, not now, I'm too hurt. I said, well, let's just let it sit. Let's just let it see. And let's revisit it later and see if we can. You can create an opportunity where you can tell your friends who you're feeling hurt by right now that how much they hurt you. Uh, we can't do it now, let's we'll do it later. And she said, Oh, all right, okay, I'll, yeah, 
That's good advice. Because you say, oh, you go to court and do this debate. Defamation and blah, 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 blah. I say, well, hang on a second. You'll spend more money than you'll get. Even if you're right. Even if you can prove it, defamation is famously, you know, complicated. And... So, yeah. And even in our preaching, you know, this is why we keep the door closed. If you want to know why we keep the door closed. So oh, there's always something opening up the door. And then me coming on and say, close the door. Because uh, I have to deal with a couple of neighbours over here. <laughs> and, you know, we like to hear the sound of Kirtan. So for some reason, they don't like to hear the sound of Kirtan at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Neighbours on this side, they don't mind. No. But they said to me, oh, I came home at half past four the other day. I don't know what I'm coming home at half past four in the morning. I came home and I heard the sound of the kirtan. Oh boy, it was so nice. Right? So, neighbours on this side are okay. And most of them on this side also, but there's a couple on this side who don't like to hear the sound of the kirtan. So, what's, you know, my father used to say, anything for a quiet life, especially when they're neighbours. Although the funny thing is, is that the council and even the politicians say, oh, who do they think they are? They may just come here, you've been here for 40 years, ah, hey, just forget about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, with, you know, it still doesn't hurt to be friendly with, with your neighbours. You don't know anything about the bottle of brick on your roof. That's a, that's a tradition. If you want to harass your neighbours, that's a traditional Aussie <laughs> way of doing it. Throw a brick on their roof. You're right, you're fine. Have breakfast. Just was going to mention a little history when we were purchasing this place. Yes. There's actually another part of the same <coughs> Catholic ownership over on the front corner on the. Oh, yes. And it was probably about four times the size, maybe five or six times the size of this Much place. Much bigger, yeah. And um, it was like touch and go, which one were we going to get? But we just, at that time, just couldn't conceive of paying off the amount of money that they wanted for that place. And so we got this instead. Yeah. And this wasn't, this was $180,000. You know that Must have been close to a million. And it was not easy for the devotees to pay off the 180000 for this place. We could have bought those three houses. They were also the three houses next to us here. And I think they were $10,000 each, and the devotees decided not to buy them. Oops. <laughs> okay, does anybody have any comments or questions?
Question? Ah. Okay. Quanto è la scena Bhagavad Gita? Sì, sì. 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 Sì, s